This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast presented by MonkeyNightFight.com. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. It's week 11, waiver wire time here on the program. But before we get to some of our streaming quarterbacks, streaming Ds of the week and our Fantasy 5, the huge news that dropped on Monday, Drew Brees. He's in a lot of pain. Five fractured ribs, a partially collapsed lung, expected to miss at least two to three games, probably more on the back end of that scale. So that would be matchups against Atlanta, Denver, and, oh, what a quinky dink, Atlanta again. What is your view on Jameis Winston, assuming he gets the start, though, Sean Payton being as coy as ever, saying, oh, we're not going to name a starter because I love me some Taysom Hill. He's so dreamy. Yes, that's he's reserving his right to open up the game with Taysom Hill at quarterback. But let's not kid ourselves. And I'm sure you got it queued up exactly what you're going to say about Taysom Hill as a passer, which is not good. Um, Jameis Winston. Former number one overall pick for a reason. He's got a big arm. And um, I fully expect that for most most of the game and most of the next few games, Jameis Winston will take on the majority share of the passes, if not all of them. So, look, at, I think Jameis Winston, uh, under Sean Payton's guidance, with a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of training wheels or a little bit of a leash on him, uh, at least more than uh, Bruce Arians had in Tampa, I think he can be a back-end QB1-ish, upper half fantasy quarterback for these next few weeks, at least uh, most especially against Atlanta, who has given up inexplicably more fantasy points to the quarterback position than my Seattle Seahawks. And it just, it's it's just, it's almost unfathomable, but it is, it's real. And I'm imagining now using your analogy with the training wheels, the bike, it's like the first time you put your kid on a bike when you take the training wheels off and then you just like push him down this hill and then the kid just keeps going and going and going, Billy, <laughs> apply the brakes! And then like hits a hill and goes flipping right. over, ass over tea kettle. And you end up on America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, or in the ER with your kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of how it is with Jameis Winston. There's good Jameis, there's bad Jameis. But we can't forget, he was QB2 weeks 9 through 16 last season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers averaging 354.5 pass yards per game, had 17 touchdowns, but 20 turnovers (laughs) during that stretch. Uh, But he is going to have excellent protection, which he didn't have in Tampa last season. Drew Brees, number 7 in clean pocket percentage. And then you got those booking matchups with Atlanta. And the Falcons, we know how rancid they have been against the pass, giving up 8.3 pass yards per attempt. Jameis Winston's going to toe the line of the QB top 10 over these next three weeks with Drew Brees sidelined. All right, let's get to a stream quarterback of the week, not named Jameis Winston, in week number 11. Who do you like? Uh, well, you know what? I like a guy who threw for 55 times for 390 yards last week. And I'm talking about NFL comeback player of the year, Alex Smith. Mm, And, uh, you know, the Falcons and the Seahawks, we talked about how bad they are. Well, the Bengals defense is pretty bad, uh, for quarterbacks as well, giving up 21 touchdown passes to date, which is second behind only the Falcons in terms of touchdown passes allowed. And so Alex Smith has had a couple of 300 yard games. He's, he's looked pretty solid 
I think you could do all right with him. And I'll throw out Derek Carr as not a terrible play as well on Sunday night against the Chiefs in a game that we expect points. Remember, it was a few weeks ago that he threw for 347 yards and three touchdowns against these Chiefs. So those are two guys that are jumping out at me. Yeah, I think that's a good call there. I'll even throw in Phillip Rivers and what could be a shootout affair uh, there in Indy against Green Bay, especially if Jair Alexander isn't back. Now, Phillip Rivers has been sneaky good at times this year. He really has. So, you know, maybe you can get... You know, 275 plus, couple of touchdowns out of him. I think he's definitely worth entertaining there. What about a stream D of the week? Uh, obviously, the Chargers, first and foremost, yeah. taking on the Jets. Yeah, that's a good one. I always look at the Jets and who they're playing. So the Chargers jumps out. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Cleveland's at home and they get Carson Wentz and Cleveland with Miles Garrett. They can get after the quarterback. And if you can get pressure on Carson Wentz, which isn't hasn't been super hard this year, if you get good pressure on Carson Wentz, good things happen for the defense, especially in fantasy. So I could see Cleveland being a solid play this week. And Miami should not be available. If they are, uh, I think they're right there in the mix with the Chargers because the Denver Broncos may not have Drew Locke under center. It could be Brett Rippon again. <laughs> and Miami's been so opportunistic this season uh, in finding points and creating fantasy points as well with all the turnovers that they have coaxed. Uh, again, go to monkeynightfight.com right now and sign up with the promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN to get a free $5 game of the house as a new user. It's a simple contest to play. It's just more or less over or under on your favorite player props. You can parlay them together in packs of two all the way up to six, whether it's on fantasy points or yards or receptions, whatever. They got it right there at monkeyknifefight.com. Again, use that promo code FTN to get that free $5 game on the house. With that, let's get to today's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, let's work in some tight ends. Rank them for me. All these guys available at over 65% of Yahoo Leagues. Logan Thomas. Jordan Reed, who was on a siesta this week for the San Francisco 49ers, but registered a pulse last week. I cannot believe he stole the league with all the concussions that he has absorbed over the years. And Dalton Schultz, only 16% rostered, and you have a delightful matchup coming out of the bye week for the Dallas Cowboys, assuming that Andy Dalton might be back drawing Minnesota in the land of the 10,000 lakes. So again, Thomas Reed Schultz, rank him. Mm, gosh, this is actually a surprisingly tight. Uh, it is tightly. It is. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Logan Thomas one. I'm gonna Ooh. go Logan Thomas one. We've seen him hit the 60 yard mark last week and and a couple weeks before that. Uh, he's kind of been a regular target there in that offense. Uh, Schultz is right there with him. I think I'll put Jordan Reed third because a. We can't count on any sustained amount of health with him. And B, it looks like it's basically a fairly even split with Ross Dwelly uh, there in that 49ers offense. So I think he might be the most unreliable from a volume and health standpoint of the group. So give me Thomas and Schultz in a very neck and neck. And if I could buy into the workload and health of Jordan Reed more, he'd be easily number one, but he's number three. You and I are symbiotic, my friend. It's Logan Thomas for me, because what does Alex Smith like to do? I call him Alligator Alex. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all short field stuff. And it's all the yeah. J.D. McKissick or Logan Thomas. A little bit of Antonio Gibson mixed in there. Some Terry McLaurin, too, on some of those quick hitting routes. But it's Logan Thomas for me, then Dalton Schultz. Then Jordan Reed and stay healthy, Jordan. I do need you in an 18 teamer. 
number four. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position, digging a little bit deeper here. All these guys, 5% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Rank them for me. If you need some wide receiver assistance, again, in some of those challenging formats out there, Jakeem, the Dream Grant, I know you love the dude. He's a poor man's Tyreek Hill. Found the end zone last week. Josh Reynolds, who's seen 27 targets in his last three games very quietly. And Denzel Mims, whose role is expanding now that the Jets are in full evaluation mode. The winless Jets, that is. Yeah, this is another tough one. I actually think I'm going to go Josh Reynolds one um, because he's been a regular 40, 50, 60 yard guy. And then we saw him go even higher than that last week. And the weird thing was we started seeing the Cooper Cup. Uh, I think Cooper Cup ended up under 50% of snaps where Josh Reynolds was even with Robert Woods at 80% of snaps. We're seeing more 11 or 12 personnel there with, with Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. So uh, I, I, I don't like him this week against Tampa. Don't get me wrong, but for the long haul, I think Josh Reynolds is my number one. My number two is going to be Denzel Mims. And as much as I love Jakeem Grant, I worry about the consistency with Tua there, with Antonio Callaway coming in and getting mixed into the equation as well. I think he could be very spotty from, from week to week. So that's my order. Yeah, I'm with, I think Grant's got to be last on my list, too. So uh, I'm actually going to go Denzel Mims one. I like the upside there. You know that the Jets are going to be scoreboard chasing and a guy that's got some serious downfield skills. You know, I don't want to write off Josh Reynolds because the target share has been so massive. Uh, but, you know, can he consistently deliver – uh, the these numbers down the stretch. I have some reservations there with Robert Woods, with Cooper Cup, with the tight ends there in the mix. I mean, who does the, who the Jets really have? I mean, I guess it's Jamison Crowder in the short field. You got Prashad Perriman working outside, but I think they really want to see what Mims can do as he grows and develop here down the stretch. So give me Mims one, Reynolds two, and then your boy Jakeem Grant number three. Number three. Oh, speaking of number three, one of my favorites, a guy that was on my preseason all-man crush team list, uh, hasn't really delivered, but he did last week against the Tennessee Titans. Very impressive breakthrough performance for one, Michael Pittman, the former USC Trojan, going over the century mark, had seven receptions in that game. Uh, Brandon, just 10% rostered right now in Yahoo Leagues. He's played at least 85% of the team snaps and back-to-back weeks. Yes, it's still a largely conservative offense, uh, but you look at the upcoming schedule for Indy. You get Green Bay this week. We'll see J.R. Alexander is back, but Tennessee, Houston, Vegas, Houston again, and even Week 16 against Pittsburgh, you can throw on them. Steelers have allowed the eighth most fancy points of wide receiver position. Are you chasing Michael Pittman? Yeah, it's a good it's a good division to be in to start playing a bunch of divisional games uh, if you're a wide receiver. So uh, Michael Pittman, I, I yeah, I like him, and he also I think had what a 21 yard reverse uh, in that game yeah. last week. Um, but he's six foot four, but that just speaks to kind of the uncommonness of his of his talents. He's just not a you know a vertical stretch big power forward. He can you can move him around a bit. Pretty athletic, uh, and he, I think he fits with Philip Rivers a lot better than T.Y. Hilton. So, yeah, I'm in. I'm in on Michael Pittman. Yeah, I am too, and I'd be willing to go if you have some fab cash left. You know, double figures, low double figures. If you need some wide receiver help, you're just adding some depth for the stretch run. And again, knowing how glorious his schedule is upcoming, you know, he's caught 77.8% of intended looks from Phillip Rivers. And with a 5.43 yak 
per reception mark. That's one of the better ones at the wide receiver position. Decent red zone target share as well of 25.9%. So Pittman is here to stay. He's going to be more of a wide receiver three than not, I believe, rest of season. Number two. All right, running backs, get, come get your running backs while they're hot. Uh, and let's go with some of the deeper names here. Numero dos, Savan Hakmed. Pride of the University of Washington in a similar position because, remember, he was backing up Miles Gaskin for your UW Huskies. And Devontae Booker, uh, I'm assuming you're going to go Ahmed, but it seems like he's just a, a one-week fix with Gaskin potentially back week after next. Ahmed, 6% roster right now, and Booker just continues to find the end zone. Three touchdowns last couple of games, 3% roster. What are your thoughts on these two? Yeah, this is a win now or win later uh, kind of a deal. So I, I think I'm if I'm in win now mode, then I'm going to go Ahmed. If I you know am more just looking about running back depth and to secure my you know Josh Jacobs insurance or a next man up, I'm just playing the lottery in hopes that Josh Jacobs gets hurt and Devontae Booker gets turned loose on a featured role. Then you're going to go that direction. I, it just kind of depends on what you, what's your perspective that you're looking at this week, but. Ahmed looks like he might, you know, he had the 84% of the uh, the workload in last week. And now you get a Denver defense that Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker just put up four touchdowns yeah. and like 200 yards on the ground against. So you feel good about Ahmed this week, but you also feel good about Booker in a, I think he's kind of in a Jamal Williams kind of sense. You feel good. Like if he could still be valuable in some games backing up, and then if, if, you know, Josh Jacobs ever went down, then he could be super valuable. Uh, it's a great comp. Uh, that's spot on with Jamal Williams. Uh, shout out that one uh, for that take. And, you know, maybe even this week, you know, if you in a buy-heavy week, uh, multiple teams, like four teams on buy, you know, plugging them in in a deeper flex format makes sense because you get Kansas City, and we know what the vulnerability of the Chiefs is. That's defending the run. So Devontae Booker could be a thing. Again, it's just one of those upside down. Caleb Balazs is a thing. <laughs> And Devontae Booker's thing. We're going to get to Balazs here in a moment. And you're right. Ahmed is just a temporary Band-Aid. I think he's a guy that's going to be definitely in my RB2 class this week just based on matchup alone. As you mentioned, Denver reeling right now defensively. They rank inside the top eight over the last five weeks and most fancy points allowed to the running back position. Ahmed. Ah, oh, good. You can clear my throat. feel a little bit better now. Number one. All right, let's get to the last grouping here, and it is the more prized running backs are still largely available in Yahoo leagues, at least 75% available. Rank them for me. LaMichael P. Ryan, Rex Burkhead, and Kalen Balazs. Yes, the Balazs barometer is broken because he's a thing, Brandon. He is. He's a thing for now, and again, he's a short-term thing, and I I, I think I'm going to go LaMichael P. Ryan 1, and let me tell you, if this was – Balaj Burkhead or David Montgomery. Uh, I think you're saying the same thing. You got to remember that the Jets are the only team in the league that has out outproduced. Uh, or uh, let me say, uh, the Jets, the Bears are the have are the bottom in the league yes. in fantasy production from their backfield. The Jets there are actually is. better. Yep. yep. The Jets are actually yep. better. And you saw the reports that they're going to turn this backfield over to P Ryan, see if he is their running back of the future. It means Frank Gore is going to stop getting all this work kind of like in Detroit with Adrian Peterson. They're letting the old man go out to rest for the second half of the season. They're going to let the young guys <laughs> take over. So LaMichael P Ryan's basically David Montgomery. He's going to get David Montgomery volume and I'd be interested in that more than the other guys. I think Rex Burkhead is Naheem Hines. 
uh, and he, good luck picking the games when he explodes, but he has these, these little outbursts, these two, three touchdown outbursts that you love to have in your lineup. But it's a hard time choosing when, but you feel like there's always that potential. And if you have, if you're looking for upside, you put him in your lineup and just hope for the best with Balaj. I think he's just a short term thing. Yeah, you probably use him again next week, but I think he goes away in short order. I don't know if he goes away. It's all going to depend upon uh, Justin Jackson, of course, and Austin Eckler when he's going to be back. And, you know, we talked to Dr. David Chow, pro football doc, on Twitter, and he doesn't believe that uh, Eckler's going to be back until at least sometime in December. So, yeah, it could be short term, but it could be a little bit longer than some expect. I'm going to go P. Ryan, agree with your perspective wholeheartedly, then Bellage, then Rex Burkhead, because I don't trust Bill Belichick. I don't think anybody's ever said that before. (laughs) And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Please check out Brandon uh, and his uh, fine work on The Athletic. And follow him on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Follow me at Noisy Huevos. And check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, FTNBets.com. Use promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to get 10% off your subscription today. Drop us a rating and a review. And until next time... Adios, amigos!